Abby. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This This is Creative Creative Clinks. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Creative Clinks. And now, how the turntables have turned. If people know the office, you'll understand that reference. (laughs) So, Barbie is under the spotlight this week. How are you, Barbie? I'm good. How are you, Georgie? Poking along as per usual. And I have been sitting on the questions that I've been meaning to ask you. It's been challenging because you asked all the good ones. So... This was the day that we released your podcast, so I'm wondering whether you've been re-listening to it and thinking, whoa, <laughs> in an evil voice. I, look, I wanted to, but then also part of me was like, oh, well, so I think I've got a couple of good good ones in there, good ones to tie back to, you know, the good clinking, the clinkingness of our culture here and um, and also just to get to know you a bit more as well. So, All right, take it away. The first thing I really wanted to touch back on because I guess with me, we focused on how I seem to struggle with confidence and being able to have kind of, I guess, faith in what I'm doing. I wanted to pin it back on you going, well, how have you mastered confidence in the work that you do and also in your self-confidence? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I knew you were going to start with something like this, <laughs> weren't you, after our conversation yesterday on chat? Uh, I haven't mastered it. That's the quick answer, Georgie. And I don't know whether I ever fully will. I don't know. I think everything I do, I always have a little bit of self-doubt in there anyway. So whether I come across as confident or not, I'm not 100% sure how it looks to other people. But to myself, I know I always have, especially if we're talking about something to do with work or actually just lots of things in life. If I look confident, I think there's probably always that little bit of self-doubt and that tiny little feeling in the pit of your stomach where you're still a little bit nervous about being found out, hey? Again, imposter syndrome. Mm. I haven't mastered it. I don't know if I ever will, but it's a work in progress. Mm. I've seen some of your projects and they're bloody fabulous. And you're already in the top five in Australia, aren't you, for graduates in... It's Queensland oh, so Queensland. far. But still, top five, yeah. you're already at this point, you've gone through an interview stage where you'll be going on to potentially win an award and then you've done some incredible work with clients and things like that. You've got so much going on and I guess it's how do you at least keep motivated and kind of reassure yourself, well, you know what, I am good at what I'm doing. I don't always need to be validated by everyone else around me. Uh, I think in a way I've got a bit of a mindset like there's no other option. I either give it 120% of what I'm trying to achieve or else there's no point in even doing it. Mm. So that's that's pretty much what I'm like with everything. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Mm. And that's just me. Uh, it's probably going back to what you said, Georgie. That's just trying to prove that I can do it mm. and that I'm being – open and honest with myself and with other people when I say I'm going to do something. So it's not a tip, but it's just more, I've just got that self, self-drive self and self-motivation. If I want to do it, I just find a way to do it. And that's always been who I am. 
cool. And where do you think you've gotten this attitude from? Have you had to really kind of mould it yourself or do you feel like you've had some influences within family, friends or kind of idols that have really pushed you to shape yourself this way? No, I don't think that it's really been anyone in my family is has been like that at all. Mm. I think it's actually just me. I feel a bit like a bit of a black sheep anyway in my family. I, I don't know if any of my family actually will listen to this. Actually, I don't even think any hey, of honey. them have listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hon, if you are listening, but she's probably not. So we'll, we'll let you know. I'll let you know if she actually goes, hey, hi, I listen to your podcast. I, I, I just, I've always felt a little bit different because I'm just always someone that's out there trying to achieve. And that's just actually not something normal. That's just me. Mm. Yeah. I've just always been like that since, since I was a kid. You just made this good. Oh God. I don't know <laughs> if it's made this good because it's just this constant pressure you have on yourself all the time mm. to, to do stuff. And I'm very, um, what's the word? Impulsive. I'm very impulsive. So <laughs> By the way, I didn't tell you I bought a new car. Oh, okay. Here we go, Miss Impulsive. This is all news to me. Since when? (laughs) (laughs) What, being impulsive or like buying a car? (laughs) No, I just like, I guess I haven't been exposed to as many impulsive actions of you. Maybe small impulsiveness where it's like maybe we're just on the same wavelength and you've brought out what I want to do, but I'm like, oh, I'm scared. Um, (laughs) Well, like even like this podcast, I'm like, podcast, Georgie, let's do a podcast. All right, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's kind of yeah that's kind of me like I would I would honestly like poor Sean and people who don't know who Sean is Sean is my husband he's the complete opposite (laughs) to me and doesn't really have that impulsive thread in his body but the cool thing is it doesn't clearly scare him he's quite okay with it there's balance here no, that's oh, actually when he, you say it doesn't scare him, he will definitely tell you it does because there's a lot of, oh, God, what's now, Barbie? Like, what are you doing now? Yeah, so actually nothing kind of surprises him anymore, especially when I go, hey, can I talk to you about something? He kind of gives me that look like, okay. oh, God, what Bracing are you up myself. to now? Uh, so what, what's the most impulsive thing you've ever done on record? Honestly, I reckon my whole life is just based on on being impulsive, like 100% it is. Sean and I, we're both in our second marriages and I reckon we were only like dating for like six months and we're like, let's get married kind of thing. <laughs> and that was, I'm, I'm trying to remember about, but I remember that's probably me that kind of sparked that conversation, <laughs> but that's very much me. I'm very impulsive with everything in my life. Oh, and yes, if we go back to cars, Sean calls me a car whore. Oh. And that is because, like, I reckon I've got like two years before I start getting over cars and then I buy a new car. And he said to me, someone said to him, well, luckily she doesn't treat her men like she treats her cars. Wow. (laughs) If that's one word to sum me up, it's impulsive. And that's good and it's bad. It's because I don't overthink things too much. But then if I don't, (laughs) maybe I do need to think a little (laughs) bit more before I. Before I act on things, so and and I think that gives me the oh my god! I just said I just I just did this, so I got to make it work somehow. <laughs> anyway, that's that. I've lived like like to forty five by being like this. So hey, I'm doing something right. Exactly. Oh my god, that's great. Well, at least like when you go, hey, we need to talk. At least you stop thinking, oh, I'm the trade in model now. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, bless him. No, he's definitely not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just still shocked. I'm like, I would never describe you as impulsive. <laughs> I know, I know, because you look at me and I'm like, I look quite boring and we're looking at really conservative. <laughs> you know what I think part of it is, right, as well? I don't know. This is probably going into a completely different direction. Let's do it. But I just kind of go, you know what? People kind of look at me and I reckon people just automatically like come up with this idea of who I'm supposed to be. And I actually kind of want to prove <laughs> that I'm not that person. Yeah. Like just something, this is like something so little, but you know, like you'd look at me and you might think, oh, I don't know. What does she like to listen to? Is it opera <laughs> or is- is it, I don't know, Michael Bublé or something? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, damn, girl, no, I like hip-hop and rap and, Drop you like know, R&B hard. and, like yeah, it's yeah, and like dirty, grindy music. <laughs> like, that's me. And people would not expect that from me. Oh. And I think I kind of like that. Mm. I'm like, hmm, I fooled you, yeah. you know? Well, remember, you are the black sheep. That's right. So that's you've right. really got to fulfill the character there. I have to fulfill mm-hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. Man. <laughs> oh, but that's actually what I forgot, which, look, I may as well leave in all of that from before. You're going to be speaking at a public event about imposter syndrome. That was the other thing that was on my list. Yeah, and I feel like an imposter speaking at an <laughs> imposter syndrome <laughs> event. Well, considering uh, that's coming up, how how are you really feeling about it? Like, I guess, like, you're feeling imposter syndrome about talking about imposter syndrome, but... <laughs> How, like, what, is there a lot of emotions about it or are you kind of just in the mode of let's just get this done? Uh, yeah, I am a bit like let's just get this done. Mm. But, look, one thing that I think that I do like about myself, which is what I messaged you last night about talking about this awards thing where I was like, oh, my God, I sucked at this interview and blah, 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 is that I think I will be authentic. You know, like I'm just not that type of person that's going to sit in front of you and be all hoity-toity and be super professional and say exactly what I think you want to hear. That's not me. I'd rather be genuine and authentic about how I'm feeling. And if I'm, hey, if I get there on the night and I'm sitting in front of everyone and I'm like shit scared, I'll probably tell them. Mm. I don't have an issue with that because I actually think that's where – I can be relatable. Mm. It's all good to say, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that and all that kind of thing. But at the same time, I want to be real about it, which was, you know, part of the reason why we started this podcast was to not to pretend that whatever we do or that our lives are like super cruisy and we're just like killing it. Mm -hmm. It was really just to be real with people and and be honest about what's happening in our life and what's happening in our career and and hopefully someone wants to listen and maybe someone will relate to it and that's exactly how I feel about this event as well so mm. as much as there's one part of me that I'm like great this is really good exposure for me you know I might meet some new connections which is the whole point of this networking event too I'm also like, I'm just going to be there and be myself. And be present. if you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. Take a ride, honey. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> Take a exactly. ticket, actually. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just even thinking about like, because I've got a couple of networking things and I find like the thing that stuck out just then from what you just said was that you're there to be relatable and be approachable and a hundred percent, like maybe I'm just super gawky and awkward and a gunker because if I see someone who is overly confident, which is actually kind of backwards that overly confident people kind of intimidate me. (laughs) And 
they're not really approachable for me. Like I won't voluntarily go up and speak to you if you've got too much confidence because I'm like, yeah, you're not my vibe. You're not my person. I'm good. Yeah. Whereas if you're more authentic, like when you're saying, if you're like, if I'm shit scared, I'm going to go up and go, hey, guys, I'm scared, but let's just go with this. Let's go with the flow and see what happens. I would be so much more inclined to come up to you at the end going, you did fabulous, not only to kind of give you that bit more motivation, but also to I want to get to know you more because then I'm going, okay, that person's just like me and more kind of human, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Exactly. If everyone's taking life too seriously and honestly, they're they're just there because all they want to do is get, you know, 50 business cards for the night. It's just so not me. It's just, I just don't want to be there and doing stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know if the um, the lovely people that invited me to this event actually do realize that that's how I'll be talking. But hey, you know, so be it. If I get invited back to another one, then good, good, yeah. you know, but if I don't, oh no. <laughs> You'll know what happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Actually, it's quite funny because they just did a post on LinkedIn about, about me today, like about the whole event. And I like kind of cringed when I saw that I was tagged in something. We'll just we'll just play it by ear and um, see how it goes on the night. Look, they're just going to have to go with the flow too. Oh, golly, that's hilarious. Oh, and then look, this is something I really thought was quite relevant to the Creative Clinks podcast. What was the first drink that Barbie ever had? You know, I really can't remember. Oh, no. I know. Sorry. I know. But I'm just going to say it's probably something like, doesn't everyone like first try like vodka or something? Because you can't really taste mm. it. Oh. I really don't know, Georgie. I don't know. Was it? Not a cruiser. Are they still around? Cruisers? Yes, darling, they are. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe, oh, Malibu? No, I can't even remember what they are called. But, like, they're just like lolly water. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that everyone still drinks. Mm. Yeah, so I don't think anything's really changed with teenagers. Mm. Oh, look, no, it definitely hasn't. A lot of people are on cruisers, and to be honest, the high sugar content of that does not agree with my body. So TMI, people, but no. See, I went straight to the hard stuff. My my first ever boozy experience was when I was 17. It was after a Keith Urban concert in Narrabri. <laughs> Hell yeah, he went to Narrabri. And a friend of mine, we went home anyway, and she's like, let's have a drink. And I went, oh, um, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> And so we raided my parents' bar and got Sambuca because that was the most full-looking oh, thing, God. the most full thing in the bar where I thought they won't notice this. We got egg shirt, like egg cup holders, and that was our shot glass. Oh, my god! And it was rancid. It was horrible. That is hilarious. Yeah, no. And she had a flask of Bundy. So that was my first ever introduction into the alcoholic clinky world. Wow. Interesting. Tell the people, what's, what's your poison? We've hinted quite often what your poison is, but what what is currently tantalizing your taste buds? Oh, okay. So if like an everyday kind of drink, well, on the weekends, Sean and I love our gingies, mm-hmm. of course, which is our ginger beer. But if I was like to go out and have a cocktail, it's either a margarita mm-hmm. or it's something gin-based. So that's why we get I love a good gin. So bloody well. I know, I know. And I got to always try a margarita oh. wherever you go, right? Yeah. Like, hello. Oh. oh, have you tried a coconut margarita? Excuse me? Yeah. Coconut margarita. So my friend Daph got me on to coconut margaritas and, oh, my gosh, it's like a tropical experience oh. in your mouth. Yep. So tr- um, try that apart from I know you love a good spicy margarita too. So oh, I tell you, next time you're in Newey, oh, my God, I found the place that does a good spicy mm. marg. 
Yes, like, awesome. Oh, we're going to have to hit it up. It's so good. It's like a long <laughs> um, honeysuckle, like near the water, and yep, it's cool. not even on the menu. That's how exclusive Ooh. I am with this place. That oh, mm-hmm. good spicy mug. But other than that, I've had really limp, limp spicy mugs. Limp. Oh, look. Oh, that's a good word. Do you, like, do you remember the night we graduated and we went to, and we got spicy mugs? And I was like, make it, make me die. And she was like, oh, this has made people cry before. Oh, and I went, that was terrible. I said, so what? Make me fall. I'm asking for it. <laughs> Give it to me. And we tried it and we were like, eh. oh, and this is a PSA, um, public service announcement. I don't know why I had to, you know, announce what the, my acronym was because I'm sure any kid these days would know. But anyway. But for those that aren't up to date like me, we went to Darling Harbour. PSA, don't order a spicy margarita from there because not only was it lackluster and limp in the spicy market, they actually shafted us on the volume, the content of the drink. So if you ordered an ordinary margarita, you got a much bigger glass and we measured it with like normal water. We're like, what's really the difference here? And poured it into each glass. That's right. We were all sitting there measuring it with our glasses. Yeah. Look, drunk science, okay? (laughs) It's true. It's fact. And then so pouring from our spicy mug glass into the normal margarita glass, there was a 100 mil difference at least. Unacceptable. And it was like $7 more. And I was like, oh, that's right. It was $7 more to put some chili flakes in it. Yes. Oh, God. We, well, we definitely won't be getting any sponsorship from them, will we? <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, if anyone's listening, actually have some good margaritas you want us to try. Oh, my God. Can we have an episode of margarita tasting? <gasps> yes. <gasps> yes. So what, different like margarita mixes? Yeah. So like we could do, because actually, oh, because a person in my office at the moment, she's like, we had a farewell for her the other day and she loves a good Margie as well. And she has like scoured Dan- Uncle Dan's and BWS for the perfect pre-mix margarita in a can. And she found it and, oh, she's potent. She is probably in a can. In a can. Oh. oh, God. I don't know if I could do it in a can. Oh, no, you could. It's good. It's actually good and it'll knock your socks off. So, look, we're going to – look, people, we're going we're gonna to stew on this idea, but I think there's going to be an upcoming episode of Margie tasting and reviewing. I love this. Oh, my gosh. I love this. <gasps> and hopefully we might get sponsors. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of applicable. Exactly. It's all relevant. We've got to keep the clinking. Like, and we've got it when we're making it creative. It'll be really funny to see how we go at the end of that. I'm really vibing this idea. This is going to happen. Well, back on track, shall we go to get to know our favorite Queen Bee, Barbie? So, who do you look up to for inspiration and admiration? Honestly, it's probably, it'd be different people for different reasons, but a lot of it would just be like, my friend circle. I kind of feel like at my age, you kind of have a really small friend circle because you weed out the others. You've really got to have you've got to have strong friendships that you you really trust and there's there's a reason why you're friends with someone at this age. Mm. One might be because they're a super motivated. Another one might be because they they have patience that oh god, I wish I had. If you're looking for an answer, like it's a certain celebrity or something like that, then definitely I don't really have that. I don't really look up to anyone like that Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah, it's just the people who are already in my life. They're the ones that I need in my life Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that have the most impact on who I am Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. And obviously 
my family, Sean, more than anything. And yeah, that's pretty much it. God, this is a really boring podcast. It is not. I think it's great. I can't wait to re-listen to this and edit it. Well, in touching onto that, because I think it's always worthwhile to be able to sit back and appreciate people or something. I feel like we spend so much time these days criticizing and being negative about a lot of things. And I think we forget to just sit back and actually give a kudos to someone or something, even if it's as small as the way you, you carry yourself. It's damn, you've got confidence, you're, yeah. you're happy and you're proud of yourself. Or it could be through to like patience, like you said, is just someone having that virtue and, and you can going and admiring that. Do you think that since becoming a mother, you've been able to embody some of the things that you looked up to other people about? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I definitely don't have patience. I have a tiny bit more patience now than I used to. Mm. I now realize since becoming a mother that it is literally the hardest job in the world. Mm. No joke. You know, even just little things like, (laughs) it's so funny. I remember before we got Ashley, Sean came home and he said he, he saw this dad talking to his son in the supermarket and he was going, now you know what, you just can't do things like that in life because you won't get anywhere. (laughs) And yeah, like talking to this child really philosophically and like the same kind of age as Ash. And then, yeah, but hang on, wait. (laughs) We have now done this. (laughs) So now like I remember Sean, like I need to apologize to that man that I saw in the supermarket and thought, yeah, buddy, good luck with that. <laughs> he said, I am doing the same thing. Yeah. Yes, and we do because you pull out all the stops, right? You're thinking, I can reason with this child. But you know what? Seriously, parenting is the hardest job and you don't realize that until you actually become a parent because you judge so many other parents before you are actually a parent and then you realize. I'm going to get a rude awakening. I was the same. And you know what? You just do what you got to do just to get through the day. And that's literally how I feel every day. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I love her, it's hard. It's super hard, hey. Far out. (laughs) There you go. With my undiagnosed ADHD level fucking energy over here. (laughs) Jesus. Yep. I can really hear how much you value being connected because Ash being Indigenous and then, of course, Sean having that heritage there. Has that been something that you've always been at least having at the forefront of your mind or do you feel like that this transition to parenthood or just having met Sean, you've really gained a better understanding and a, and a more in-depth outlook into diversity and and just acknowledging different cultures? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um- in particular, obviously, the indig- Australian Indigenous culture, 100%. Sean himself, I think this has been really incredible for him since we got Ashley because he grew up being kind of told that we don't talk about our Indigenous background. Mm-hmm. This has been an opportunity for him to explore it too, and I've been able to come on this little journey with them as well. I think you know, one of the biggest promises that we gave to Ashley's birth mother when we were given the opportunity to have her was that we would embrace and encourage her culture and make sure she can know as much about it as possible. Then also for me, I've, gosh, I've just discovered more and more how beautiful it is Mm. and how lucky 
this little girl is to have this culture so deeply ingrained within her. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, as white as can be, so let's be honest. But, you know, like my dad's side's Polish and my mum's side was English. So like you this didn't is have as white as you can get. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have, I definitely, my rap music side, which is very black, did not come in on my um, skin colour side. Am I allowed to say this? Mm-hmm. I've never obviously ever had an issue, an issue with, you know, different cultures because I've travelled, you know, I spent the last 17 years of my life in the travel industry as well, which was and I was so – I love other cultures. I absolutely love other, other cultures. I thrive on that. But I think to be given this opportunity to be able to learn about our own Australian culture and actually really discover how beautiful it is and go on this journey with Ashley in particular is something I actually feel super proud of. I feel very, very proud of. Yeah, I just – I'm so grateful that I'm actually given this opportunity to immerse myself into this as well and that it's a responsibility of mine too. It's not just something that I'm just kind of like going, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not a phase or it's not something I'm just interested in. Mm -hmm. It's actually now this is a responsibility that I now have to immerse my family into into this culture. So I'm very excited about it and I just – I absolutely love it. I feel very grateful to be a part of it now. Mm. Oh, that's really cool because I can just tell that you're really proud and and that it's something that's really important to you somehow. And it's like because I guess I'm so blasé, it's just somehow it just you can see the bigger picture and how those things can connect back. What the four days that I spent with you guys, I learned more about the Indigenous culture than I ever did in school, like <laughs> which is yeah. kind of frightening. Yay, my education. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what's really cool? I mean, just something like Sean is teaching Ashley his Indigenous language. Every morning, like we say, see you later in her language. And it's just becoming really natural. This is really cool to be able to do this. And a couple of weeks ago, we took Ashley up to an Indigenous naturopath, like an like a bush medicine doctor. I just think of little things like that, and I'm like, I would never have exposed myself to to that if we didn't have Ashley. Real like have our bush medicine every morning and every night. (gasps) I, I wish more people would just look into it. But I do realize that I have this amazing opportunity that not everyone else does. So, yeah. I feel like it's hard to find people who are genuinely serious about something when it comes to like learning and actually immersing yourself in something. The next thing that I've known someone to be this like, I guess, serious and immersing themselves into a culture or a way of living is like my uncle. He went to Thailand for two weeks for a holiday and came back and was like, see ya, I'm going to be a monk. And he's been a monk for like the last, what, seven years or something, you know, and it's been really refreshing and even just seeing the change in him and even I feel like I take it for granted that I have such close access for me to even gain further insight rather than, you know, all the things that sit on that top level that's all wish-washy and being able to have the opportunity to kind of dive deeper, yeah, find those opportunities to get some bush medicine. Yeah, exactly. And just really immersing into language and things like that. So I think that's a really cool fact about you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I agree. That is actually something kind of cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think it's time to jump into those questions that you asked me because I'm sure everyone's very curious. So uh, what do you do in your spare time, Barbie? 
Uh, what do I do in my spare time? I I dance, as you know. That's probably what is top of my list when I'm not doing this or working. Um, and I watch a lot of Netflix <laughs> as well. Welcome to Claire. Uh, what am I watching at the moment? Oh, okay. You're going to love this. Yes. So you and I are both The Office huge fans, mm-hmm. right? You know, I'd been holding on to watching the last episode for so long because I just didn't want it to end. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I didn't want it to end. I felt like if I didn't watch the last episode, then I'm still holding on to it, right? Mm-hmm. Not last night, the night before, I said to Sean, we're doing it. Oh. He's like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> and I said, we're watching the last episode of The Office. And he's like, are you okay? <laughs> you know what? I think I'm grown up. <laughs> I've finally grown up and I need to watch it. So we finally watched The Office, the last episode the other night, and I actually thought I had to tell you, so I'm glad we left it till oh. now. So that's what I do in my, my spare time. Alrighty, and now, who is your hall pass, Missy? Oh, God, you know. Oh, don't pull that. <laughs> I'd probably say, okay, maybe like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I, I'd go for that. Yeah, probably Ryan Reynolds or... Oh, well, yeah, he was in that movie where he stands there and, like, he takes off his top and the chick opposite him says, are you got to be kidding me? Like, do you know yes, what I'm talking and about? It's what got, movie is um, that? it's got that girl, she's got freckles, she's a ginger, she's in a lot of things. Oh, yes. Yeah, I know the one. Anyway. I'm- <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds, he's still on the cards. He's a great actor. He's hilarious. And he's, yeah, he's, and funny. he's cute. I do like him. Alrighty, last question is, who would be your guest at your dinner party? Yeah. Oh, I really didn't prepare an answer for this, hey? I like how you just didn't even think that I'd like go, yeah, no, I'm taking all this. I know. <laughs> I'm like, she'll be original, surely. Obviously, the original Georgie's, Georgie's not very original. Well, you know what? I'm just here to please the people. Maybe someone like Morgan Freeman? Ooh. Just because I love his voice, yeah, hey? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is. <laughs> I hope a couple of my friends are listening to this because they'd be like, "Barbie, this is so obvious." Like someone like Whitney Houston. <laughs> yes, actually. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? Like she had such an interesting life, and oh my god, she was so talented. Yes, and she so beautiful, mm. and I still listen to her music like almost every day. I love her music. Same. I jam her music from when I was growing up. It's actually, it brings, it still brings tears to my eyes now. Mm. It just brings back memories of growing up. And actually, Honey and I, when they had a Whitney Houston Netflix series or something, like documentary come out not that long ago. Mm. And I remember Honey and I um, both kind of watched it at the same time and we were messaging each other saying that we were both crying. Aww. Like it was just because, yeah, it just brought back a lot of memories and it brought back a lot of memories too of when we were growing up in the US mm. and um, Whitney was very much kind of like a part of that era back then. Mm. So, yeah, Whitney wow, and, wow. you know, Morgan Freeman. Hey, ma- maybe Morgan Freeman can like narrate our conversation. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With Whitney. <laughs> that, could be fun. that could be fun. Then you just have her tunes like rolling in the background and setting the mood. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah. That is fabulous. That's so much better than my answers. This is why I don't like going no. first. Oh my god, your Alexander McQueen was that was like an epic answer. Oh, you're just trying to boost my ego. 
Well, thank you so much for just, yeah, being in the dark and not being at all prepared for what I was going to ask you. It's been a hoot. That's okay. It has been fun. Thank you for making me laugh. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> like I said, I'm here to make people laugh. No matter how uncomfortable, I'll make you really feel. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Well, let's wrap this up. Barbie, can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop! Whoop whoop! Love it. Alrighty. Well, thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. For now, we'll leave you with that and have a great week. Cheers. Bye.